The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Bauer and A.J. Hoffman and we are back on the Blitz He's Trevor Lawrence looks like the lead singer of a '90s grunge band. From uh, he looks like the guy from Silver Chair. <laughs> Hour number two seven one three seven eight zero ESPN's your your number seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Uh, you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler. F A O U R at A J is the real at Aaron is Blitz at Degenerates nine seven five. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can uh, also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. We're going to do a little giveaway on Twitch here at the end of the segment. And at some point, we're going to have Sean Porter Jr. on the program. 515. Is that what it's looking like? All right. Um, And uh, we'll talk to him about the the Ruiz-Ariola fight that is coming up. Yeah, which you just heard about in our our rejoin there. Uh, Of course, draft tonight, we've been really heavy on that, which why, why wouldn't we be? I still like the draft, even though there's not a Texans pick. It, it, I, I, I don't care. I, I mean, yeah, I don't care about the Texans anymore. Well, even if I did, I mean, like, there's times, and is it like when you are a fan of a team and they trade out of the first round? Sometimes it's a little bit disappointing. It feels like a bummer, yeah. But usually, the teams that do that are the smarter ones. Like the Patriots do that. The Seahawks do that. You know, the Ravens have done it. Of course, they trade back up, too. You're like, man, damn. I was getting all excited about so-and-so, and and then they traded out, so now we don't get a pick. Bummer. But, you know, it's... You still still get to watch all these other teams pick. I I still enjoy it. I don't care. I don't need my team to pick to to enjoy the draft. I, I Well, I think part of it is we watch these guys in college for so long. You know, it, it, at least, and unlike basketball, where there's so many one and dones, they at least have to be there three years. Now we kind of lost a year with the Rona, but I, I kind of like seeing where those guys wind up and and seeing some of these kids drafted that you've been watching play, and you know, and some of them you kind of have a good feel for whether or not they're going to be a success at a place, and some of them you know you think okay, this guy's going to suck, and they wind up being okay. And I like to go back and look and see just just how far off I was on certain guys. Now, here's when I do get frustrated when when your team trades up a year before and they give up the next year's draft pick and by the time that draft rolls around you realize that they didn't draft the right guy. So you probably should that then it's really frustrating. Like when the Bills gave up a first round pick to to move up and draft Sammy Watkins. But you know what? They gave a first-round pick to get Stephon Diggs. That's true. That worked out. Yep. The uh, That was worth it. Yeah. But you also have to make the right decision. It kind of goes back to what we were discussing earlier about whether or not you, I mean, what a crapshoot some of these picks are. And I guarantee you, you, you go back and you look at 
drafts three years down the road, and 50% of the guys in the first round are flops. And that's, that's why the value of those things, to me, to me I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to trade a first-round pick to get a guy who I know is an impact player. Because I'm not guessing. Yeah. And, you know, that's... Now, the problem with some of that is, like the way what O'Brien did with way overpaying for Tunsil, not getting him signed, you had no idea you were going to be... That pick would be the third overall pick. Yeah. If, you, if, Desha- if Deshaun Watson were healthy... You, you thought there's no way in hell that that pick has that kind of value. Um, although, you know, now, I don't know. I don't know how good the guy is. I mean, yeah, we, we talk about how he had his best season last year. But I, we talked about this all year. There were a lot of empty yards. There were a lot of, uh, oh, let's put up another 150 yards in the fourth quarter when we're down to make the score look close and pad the stats. And so, you know, you can look and say, oh, he led the league in passing. Well, he did because Mahomes sat out the last game. Uh, he led the league in passing because they couldn't run the football, and that's all he did was throw. That wasn't necessarily a very good formula for winning more than four games. I was looking at the last uh, – so you mentioned the, uh, the the Bills traded their first-round pick for, uh, for Diggs. The, the last three times before that that they traded away their first-round pick, do you want – these are the players that they got in 2015. I mentioned Sammy Watkins. 2005, they didn't have a trip uh, pick because they traded up. Uh, they traded back into the first round in 2004 to get JP Lossman. Uh, what that guy's name comes up about twice a month on this show. And in 1998, they traded their first round pick to the Jacksonville Jags. My beloved Jags, the ninth pick overall. Which the Jags used to draft Fred Taylor. He was okay. They traded that for quarterback Rob Johnson. Ooh. Hey, you know what? Rob Johnson was part of that playoff team at the Music City Miracle. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> How many playoff games were the Jaguars winning? None back then. <laughs> they got pretty good, though, for a couple of years. They did. Yeah. Fred Taylor was a big part of that. Um,. Who says, uh, can we finally agree that Clowney was a bust? I don't know if you can call him a bust. He wasn't a bust. He didn't, he, he didn't he, live up to being the number one overall pick, yeah, but, but he the, wasn't a, an awful player. A bust is like Jamarcus Russell. You draft a guy very high, and it turns out he can't even play in the league. Like, he didn't belong in the NFL, and you thought he could be, like, a franchise-changing guy. That's a bust. I don't think Clowney was a bust. There's still, there's still dummies out there who are convinced Mario Williams was a bust. Mario Williams is like, I mean, his numbers, when it's all said and done, he's one of the best pass rushers of, of his era. I, I just, I randomly pulled out 2017. You tell me bust or, you tell me great bust or just disappointment. Okay. I think there's a big difference between a guy who's a bust. This is the, the 2017 I just draft. pulled 2017 okay. randomly. Miles Garrett. Not a bust, certainly. Mitchell Trubisky. Disappointment, certainly. Yeah, I don't. But think, Mitchell Trubisky can play in the league. Yeah, I don't think you can call him a bust. That's that's one that I, uh, I, I think that's a a good example. How about uh, Solomon Thomas? Oof. Again, not a not a bust per se, but also not not nearly what they thought he was going to be. Well, Leonard Fournette, I, I would argue bust. I mean, he and he's not with the team anymore. Yeah, it wasn't with the team, and he's also now like a he's a journeyman. He was the number four overall pick, and he is a journeyman 
player at this well, point. The number five overall pick, Corey Davis, a bust so uh, far. Uh, yeah, I, I mean him. he'll he'll probably hang around in the league, yeah. but he's not a he's not a number it, one or number two wide receiver. If you're a wide receiver who's that good, who goes that high, then you need to have an impact. And I, I that's a guy I was wrong on. I thought he was going to be a good player. I yeah. thought that was a great pick by the Titans. Uh, Jamal Adams, I can I think we can say he, not I think a bust. he's okay. Um, Mike Williams. Not a bust. You're going to get to a wide receiver here in a minute, if I remember correctly, who is, is though. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. But I would go not a bust. John Ross. Bust. Yeah. Big time. And now you could say, well, that's injury. He's a bust because of injury. And, and that, that can that, cause busts. That, that is. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. No. I, I think he's all right. Marshawn Lattimore. I think he's all right. And if I'm not mistaken, the Saints traded up to get Lattimore, didn't they? Uh, maybe that, I knew they traded up for a defensive player at one point, and everybody was making fun of them. No, I don't. I don't think the Saints traded up that time. Okay. I, the Bills did trade. They traded down to give let the the, uh, the Chiefs draft Patrick Mahomes though. Uh, Deshaun Watson, twelve. Uh, even if he never plays a game for another game for him, I don't think you can call him a bust. No. But uh, the, these next three: Hassan Reddick to the Cardinals. Uh, well, he's not with this. He's not with the team that drafted him anymore. Yeah, that's. Usually a uh, a pretty good sign that it didn't really work out with him. Derek Barnett, Eagles. Uh, he's still with the Eagles. He's not great. He's not terrible either. And Malik Hooker got dumped by the Colts already. Yeah. So here's here's the problem. Like the deeper you get into this draft, the more of those you'll find. And yeah. and that gets back to my point about that's why if I can be guaranteed to have a, a three or a five among those picks, I want that. Because the bus potential is lower, sure, still there. You know, three, two of them you could easily call busts in that in that top five. But but I bet there were in the last I don't know six seven picks of the first round that year where there are guys who who are real legit star players now. Mm, well, let's see, let's see. Uh, there's one who went thirtieth that you might call a uh, a star. T.J. Watt, is <laughs> yeah, that, is that good? He's worked out. Yeah, uh, so thirty two. Ryan Ramzik to the Saints. He's also worked out. Reuben Foster to the 49ers. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, TJ, we mentioned 30. Yeah, well, although he's, I, th- I think the Niners got rid of him, but I think he's, yeah. he's all right. I mean, uh, 29th, David uh, Njoku. Uh, eh. uh, I think you can call this a miss. Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton is a miss, although he's, I mean, he's still hanging around in the mm-hmm. league, I guess. This was the year that your Buffalo Bills got Tredavious White. Yeah, they traded down. So they traded uh, basically Patrick Mahomes for Tredavious White. Great deal, right? <laughs> but Tredavious White's a legit star. So I mean, T.J. Watt, Tredavious White, like I mean, that's two, you know, Pro Bowl caliber, maybe even All Pro caliber players that you could have gotten in the last six, seven picks of the draft. Yeah, they're the only. And like one. you say, if you do it right, that's the guys you'll get, right? Well, you've got to get lucky at that point, just like you do. You've got to get lucky with the first picks. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's easier to get lucky. Well, well, some of these teams, like that, the Steelers, seem to do a really good job of getting guys in the 30s. They know what they're well, doing. Well, that's because that's where they always pick. I know. But <laughs> the, they, the, they, Ravens, the Ravens rarely are taking guys in the top five because the Ravens are never picking in the top five. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, you can find those guys there. You can find them in the second round. You can find them in the third round. But nobody finds all of them. Everybody misses. All right, so let's do this giveaway real quick. Um, is that okay, Aaron, on Twitch? On behalf of Netflix and their new series, Jupiter's Legacy, which premieres on May 7th, we're giving one lucky listener or Twitch viewer a chance to see the film. 
After nearly a century of keeping mankind safe, the world's first generation of superheroes must look to their children to continue the legacy. But tensions rise as the young superheroes, hungry to provide their worth, struggle to live up to their parents' legendary public reputations and exacting personal standards. Uh, let's uh, do 520. We'll take the fifth caller at 713-780-3776 to win a digital code to watch the series on their own home for free. Catch Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix May 7th. All right. What do we got? I can't hear you. I don't know why I can't uh, hear Sean, you. Uh, Sean Porter's on the Oh, we have him now? Well, yeah. Let's just talk to him now. My guy is here. We can't. What, what are we going to do? Keep him waiting? No, this guy will kick our ass. Uh, joining us now on the program is Sean Porter. Uh, he is going to be taking part in the broadcast this weekend where we've been talking about Andy Ruiz versus Chris Ariola. Uh, Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, somebody uh, suggested not keeping me wait, so keeping me waiting. So uh, appreciate whoever that was. Well, that was me. Yeah, I'm not looking for trouble, man. Not looking for trouble uh, with the uh, with the welterweight champ, the former welterweight champion on the program. I'm sitting over here and I'm like, well, I would wait, but you know, hey, no. If you want me to go now, I'll go now. Yeah, we'll go now. We'll go now. Talk about this fight that's coming up on Saturday. I mean, obviously, anytime there's a good heavyweight fight, everyone gets excited. Uh, but it seems like with these two guys, there's it's it's a weird mix of respect, but also like uh, there's there's a little bit of bad blood because they they share this lineage. Is that is that common in sports? I, I mean, in boxing because everything is so tied to your your uh, your race or where you're from with boxing. Like when you get two guys that are Mexican Americans, is there is there always a mix of respect and sort of a competition? Well, you know what? Let's let's there's a weird mix of of in this fight uh, anyway because both guys are very uh, skilled, which is not common for the heavyweight division. Usually, it's one guy skilled, the other one's just very powerful, something like that. Both guys are fast and throw a lot of punches. Normally, get one guy that can throw a lot of punches, and the other guy. You know, isn't isn't able to keep up. So, uh, I think that that's why this fight is a pay per view, and it's only fifty bucks. Is because we everybody knows, or the people that made the fight happen knows that they're going to get a lot of action. It's going to be a, a rock and stock type of fight. It's going to be a back and forth battle. And again, when you stick to the lineage, the 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 way that these guys have both come through this this professional game, that's a it's an interesting story as well because you have two. Mexican American fighters at the heavyweight division, which is uncommon. You have one guy who's been there three times in world championship fights and wasn't able to get over that hill, and Chris Ariola. And then you got another guy, and Andy Ruiz, who got over the hill, but then gave it right back the very next fight. So you're looking at Chris Ariola's looking at Andy, saying, "Hey, man, this is personal. You got where I've always wanted to be. You were you were able to get over the hill, so I want to beat you for that." And then you got Andy Ruiz who's saying. You know, hey, you're the has been. I'm the now, and and now it's time for me to prove it. So we got a great fight ahead of us, and, and a great card, a great night Saturday. Andy Ruiz is an interesting case to me because he's a guy I never thought I never thought in a million years would be headlining a pay per view, and then now, like w- with that one moment where he where he knocks out Anthony Joshua. I mean that that propels him to a, a totally different level because Anthony Joshua was there. He was going to be the guy. It was it yeah. was it was Anthony Joshua was one of the future heavyweights uh, greats of all time, and then Anthony uh, Andy Ruiz just kind of took all of his hype and and rolled with it. And now even though you're right, he did give that loss back. He's always going to be the guy who 
who kind of derailed Anthony Joshua's train. How important is it for him to get this first big win after that happens? Listen, um, and I'll make the long story short. Andy Ruiz, even as an amateur, he was at the wild card boxing gym when he first started. So we all knew who he was, and we all knew that someday, I mean, he was 17, 18 years, years old, we all knew that he would do what he did against Anthony Joshua, believe it or not. But when he got the call to fight Anthony Joshua, a lot of people who were in boxing said, hey, he's able to make this happen. And so you're looking at this kid's physique, you're saying he's, he's, he's flabby, he has no muscle. Of course, you're looking at Andy, uh, excuse me, Anthony Joshua, and he looks like a superhero. And so you think the, the worst could never happen and then Andy Ruiz pulls it off, but he does give it back in the very next fight. So now you have a situation where he's changed his whole program. He's changed every, uh, where he lives. He changed his, his head coaching. Uh, and he's on a new training regimen. And now this dude's packed on some muscle. This dude is tightened up some areas that once were flabby. And now he's looking to make a statement against, uh, against Chris Ariola saying, hey, I'm here. Uh, it was not a fluke, and I'm ready to do it again. And believe it or not, I do believe that uh, Andy, Andy Ruiz can duplicate what he did against Anthony Joshua. I'm not saying it's going to be Anthony Joshua. He does it again. But I do think that Andy Ruiz will become champion again one day. Well, let's talk about the other side of this thing. Chris Ariola, who at one point was 34 and 2, kind of on top of the world, and now is sitting at 38 and 6. So basically 4 and 4 in his last eight decisions. I mean, is this kind of now put up or shut up time for him? This is maybe his last gasp at a, uh, at, at a, at a real title run? Yeah. And you know what? He's, he's had a tough road. Uh, and, you know, I think that he's gone through, he's had some highs and lows as a fighter. And I think the best thing that's happened to him, unfortunately, that has happened so late, is he's come across Joe Goosen. Joe Goosen is one of the best boxing coaches in the world. Uh, he, he's had multiple world champions, and he knows how to position guys in fights so that they can become so that they can become successful on any given night. So, you know, while Chris Ariola is a big dog, I do think in this fight, I do think that yeah, he's a live dog in this fight. I think that this is a fight that. If he does the right things, he could actually get what a lot of people would consider the upset. And the best part about that is, again, he's got he's got um, he's got Joe Goosen right there next to him. And so when you look at the thir- the thirty eight and six record, and you look at the fact that he's forty, you say, "Hey, man, this guy's over the hill." Even if he were to be Andy Ruiz, why? Why? Nobody wants to see this guy again. But he can become a problem because of the things that he's got behind him now. Which if he had, I, I trust me, if he had when he was thirty four and two, he wouldn't be in the situation that he's in right now. But this is definitely a put up, put up a shut up fight for him. Sean Porter joining us on the program uh, before the boxing event this Saturday night, Ruiz versus Ariola live on pay per view. What's the uh, what's the one undercard match you're looking forward to the most? Um, the undercard match I'm looking forward to the most. You know what? Uh, uh, it's Larry Lunda. Lara is. Uh, He's going for another title at 160. I think that that's special, especially given that he's a Cuban fighter. Not very many Cuban fighters have been able to do what, he, what he's done as a professional in boxing. So I think that he, I think he's doing some special things right now. And it's definitely forward to seeing, um, uh, 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 what's the kid's name? Um, Abel Ramos against, uh, uh, he's going up against, um, Figueroa. Figueroa. Oh, no, no, excuse me. Yeah, he's going up against Figueroa. 
And I think that that is going to be a banger right there. You're going to get all, you're going to get the 50 bucks worth in that fight alone. And then you got a humongous main event that's going to far exceed what the expense is for the, for the night. So it's going to, we're, we're in for a great night on Saturday. One of the uh, the last events that we got to uh, to fly out for before COVID was at the Staples Center, where you and Errol Spence Jr. put on one of the one of the best fights uh, of oh, wow. the last couple years, I would say. Is there are there fights for you? And you've had a couple of these two. I mean, you've you've only lost three times, and two of them were very very close fights. The, the Kell Brook and Errol Spence fight, like split decision, majority decision, like. Do you take something away from that? Like where I mean, not many people were thinking that you were going to give give Errol Spence Jr. that kind of a run. Is it still does it still a loss as a loss to you, or do you say, you know what, I gave that dude everything he could handle. He he underestimated me. I gave that dude hell. You know it is both. Um, I look at it and I'm like, man, I, I did everything I could do to win that fight. And then there's another part of me saying, you know, hey, in a rematch, even though you weren't perfect, you gotta duplicate what you did before, maybe make one small minor adjustment, and uh, you know you 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 walk away victorious. So you know uh, that's definitely a fight that uh, I think is worth uh, revisiting. And I think that um, with with the way the first one played out, I think the odds for that that rematch will be different. And I think that uh, the energy and anticipation for the fight will be well uh, will be way more uh, exceeded you know, increased. Uh, more than it was in the previous time when we fought. So, and I lost it to the loss, but I'm still looking at it like, man, uh, you give me one more go at it, and I got him, you know. So we don't always get that in boxing, but we'll see. What's next for you? Do you have any idea? We'll see, man. I'm looking at July as my month. That's my target month to be ready for anything that, that they're going to throw at me. And uh, no specific opponent right now. Uh, I've been trying to hold out for a fight with Terrence Crawford. I've been trying to hold out for a fight with Manny Pacquiao, but, you know, time is wearing thin, and I can't wait forever. All right. That is uh, Sean Porter. Always appreciate talking to you, man. Uh, check out Ruiz versus Areola this Saturday night, May 1st, live on pay-per-view, 8 o'clock Central Time. You can buy it at foxsports.com slash PPV and watch it on any screen. Sean, always a pleasure, man. Good luck in your next fight, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right. Sean Porter. All right, we're gonna do that live, the boxing live now. All right, I'll I'll read the uh, live, even though I just sort of uh, did one, but that's good. I'll tell <laughs> you guys. Twenty minute. Yeah, one. <laughs> that's all right, man. Andy the Andy the Destroyer Ruiz versus Chris the Nightmare Ariola, two of the best Mexican heavyweights in boxing history, squaring off on the Fox Sports PBC pay per view main event. Uh, Andy Ruiz returns for the first time. Uh, since his back-to-back fights with Anthony Joshua, that he split those two fights with him, and uh, and guys, he's going to take on a a fan favorite, a longtime fan favorite in Chris Ariola, a guy who's always going to bring his best game. Uh, and it's an all bo- all Mexican boxing extravaganza, three pay-per-view undercard matchups featuring exciting all-action toss-up fights. Going to be a fantastic night of fights. We just mentioned Omar Figueroa versus Abel Ramos, who's just a flat-out brawler. Going to be a fun, fun fight there. And you get to see an undefeated rising welterweight star in Jesus Ramos uh, taking on an Olympian in Javier Molina. So great fights on the undercard. Great main event. Pay-per-view starts at 8 o'clock Central Time. It's priced at 50 bucks. Buy the pay-per-view now. FoxSports.com slash PPV and watch it on your favorite screen. We said, tell me all The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. 
All right, guys, what are you doing for Cinco de Mayo? Well, I got an idea. How about you go out and you catch yourself some hoops? Sounds good, right? Yeah, of course it does. Guys, the uh, the Rockets, they've got they've got it going on. Cinco de Mayo, they're taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. And for as low as $30 a person, you're going to receive a ticket to the game, a blue H-Town margarita, a quesadilla, and all tickets can be purchased in groups of two or four. Basketball, margaritas, quesadillas. What a fun night out in Houston with your friends on Cinco de Mayo. Plus, you'll get to see Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, uh, Seth Curry, Danny Green, and the Sixers. You're going to get to see these guys take on your Houston Rockets, who are uh, hopefully going to be improving their own roster very, very soon. We're excited about that as well, as we've talked about on this show. Grab your Rockets tickets, your Cinco de Mayo tickets now. Head down to Rockets.com and get down for Cinco de Mayo against the Philadelphia 76ers. Still Snoop Dogg and Guess who's back? This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Power and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. If you want to get in, if you do, you got two segments to do it because we're done at six. Not Aaron. Poor Aaron is going to be here for the rest of his life. Aaron's about to put in some work, baby. Yeah, and then tomorrow we're going to. Why he makes the big we're bucks? Do four hours in the morning. We'll see how that goes. Um, <sighs> hey, uh, can of I- course we're going to do four hours on the day that we've got to wake up earlier than normal. No, it'll be fine though because dude, we could do two hours just on the first round of the draft. That's Easy. true. Easy. So this means I got to come up with two hours of stuff. For we're going to give draft grades. Immediate draft grades. That's what people oh, really? want. That's what we're going to give. Yeah, we'll go through everyone and we'll say, okay, like this pick or what a bunch of dumbasses. And then we can go back in a year and look at it and see how wrong we were. Okay. Um, which, you know, I, I don't think, I, I think, uh, I feel pretty good about, I'd say 10 players in this draft. They'll be real impact players right off the top. And we'll see. Um, uh, I have a good, uh, compromise about something. All right. Uh, like your bills, fan, bills games, when they play in the fall, you're going to have to be vaccinated to get in the stadium. Yeah. You know, came up with a pretty good idea. The, uh, Pittsburgh penguins who are going to be in the playoffs, they're going to, uh, what they're discussing with the city to see if they can do it is to have vaccinated sections and non-vaccinated sections. So if you're not vaccinated, you're in there with all the other ones, and not re- not requiring people to be vaccinated, but they're not going to put you with they're going to put you with the other sickos. And you like that? I kind of do. I see. I think I don't like that. Um, like if if you're, I don't know. I, I guess the whole point is if if you're saying we, we've got to for to get through this thing, we've got to get vaccinated. Then no, I'm, I'm not saying that. Okay. Your, your people are well, saying that the, the government is saying that. Uh, yeah, which and the government who owns these stadiums. Yeah, this government who's been on top of this from the beginning. But uh, the the thing is, I I, I don't. I mean, I, I guess it's every business's right to do whatever they want. Sure. And, and it, 
I think, and I, I also believe that people don't want to get it done. I, I get why. I I don't need to gr- agree with you on that. I, I guess my my question is, where is the line drawn? Like, if I decide I, I don't want to get you know my measles shot, like, yeah, the, the difference is measles shots have been around for decades. I mean, I I, I understand people being concerned about something that's been put thrown together in the last year that we don't know the long-term effects of. Right. I get that. I'm not saying um I'm not saying I, I agree with them. I got mine done. I'll get my boosters done. Um but the people who don't want to get it done if they're that adamant about it, they care that much about it, you know, let it go. I would get it done if unless I was worried that I was going to get sick, which I wasn't. So, at least that way you you put them all together and guess what? They'll probably all get sick and you know, fewer fans for the next one. I bet you that section gets smaller and smaller each time. But just curious. I, I just thought it was a nice way to compromise. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if, again, like you said, it's it's whoever wants to uh, whoever wants to do whatever they want with their business, that's fine. But I'm you know my take on this thing. I just it it it's a shot. We get shots all the time. Don't and now all of a sudden everybody's a doctor and they know exactly what's in every shot that you've ever gotten in your life. You don't know. You just take it because the the people the FCC like they've got no reason to lie to you. What do you think they want you to all die? You think you think Moderna and Pfizer are like oh I can't wait for these lawsuits to come rolling in? No, they're trying to help you. Mm, I don't know. You do know. I, I watched that. I get, you, I get you. Got to toe the line, but you know. No, I watched that uh, that QAnon thing, and I'm pretty sure that well, the yeah. government's lo- uh, lying to us about everything. Well, I guess so. <laughs> you really need to watch that. I think it's it, it, you'll find it fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I I'm all for it. I think you know, but I'm not going to go tell somebody. Oh, you better do this. It's not my place. Do you guys have any NFL draft bets? I have Trey Lance to the 49ers at 5-1. to one. You have Trey Lance to the 49ers or Trey Lance at number three? At number three, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Which That'd screw you if... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they make a, a trade. Um, but yeah. 713-780-ESPN is your number. Yeah, I, I don't have any desire to really go to games anymore anyway. Except, you know, except when the... Uh, the, when the, the, when the Jags come to town, yeah. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go. I'll go see them in England. So, uh, and when when the beloved Necks come back, then uh, I'll, I'll probably go to those games. But we'll see. Why are the guys on Twitch on Easterby? What did he do? I don't know. Do we know? Jesus, one fish, two fish. I'm telling you. T-ball. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> Uh, I I don't. A lot of people asking is, is is that number three pick going to be for Rodgers? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, we nobody knows. I mean, although we're, that, get, we're that getting rumor, to the point where we'll we'll hear it pretty soon, huh? Yeah, I mean, I well, I don't know. You know what's going to happen is basically you'll find out when Roger Goodell goes up there and he's got the thing in his hand, and all of a sudden you see. The Packers uh, insignia on there instead of the 49ers. That's when you'll know. So, 
It was like the time when the Texans traded up for Watson. We're all just sitting there watching. It's like, oh, look, they're at 12. They're at 12. Hey, there's Toro. Yeah. Something's happened. So, uh, yeah, that that's when you'll find out. That That's like, in any case, uh, if you get, you know, if you see uh, any of these trades that happen, whether it's Watson or Rodgers, that's how you'll know. That, that logo will come up first next to the pick. Before he even says there's a trade. So there, there's there's a little what. Now, of course, you should be listening on the radio. Yeah. That's which is better. Everyone knows that's better. Yeah. And then after the draft, you flip over and watch uh, Lance on NFL Network. Because <laughs> I know he's doing a post-draft post show. Yeah. So. Uh, Listen, if you want to watch NFL Network's draft coverage, I'll allow it. But just, just this once. Yeah. Or pretty much any draft year. Um. The interesting thing is, to me, is if if there were a Deshaun deal to happen tonight, and what if it were the 49ers, and you're getting Jimmy Garoppolo back? Fine. I mean, he's well, he's got one year left. Well, see, I I imagine you could flip him to your Patriot buddies, yeah, right? Yeah, somebody will take him off your hands, or, yeah. or you can, I mean, excuse me, or you've got a... Uh, you know, you've got a, a decent backup situation for Tyrod Taylor. I mean, you or or you've got a you know what, you've got a pure uh, quarterback battle in the in the off season, knowing damn well neither one of them should be your starter in twenty twenty two. So it doesn't yeah, really matter. But I mean, if, if 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 he's one of those guys that the 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 Patriots really want to trade for, you could flip him to your buddies. I like that idea. Get more picks. You don't need him. He's not appreciably better than Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Especially with these donkeys they're going to have around him. Um, so that would be intriguing to me. Because I, I don't really want Jimmy. No. But I do think uh, it, it, that would make a it'd make an interesting dynamic there to get some more draft picks. Which, you know, turn all of this into into a positive. More draft picks that you, you'll probably miss on. Because yeah, I mean, how many how many first round picks of the Patriots hit on in the Casario era? Granted, they're at the bottom of the round most of the time, well, all the time. But we shall see. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. How many yeah, like I? How many of these players you think are going to get traded? tonight like actual guys who are on rosters now as part of draft picks you know what normally it I doesn't it doesn't happen all that often especially I, on draft day like sometimes it happens beforehand but right but you sounds like garoppolo is probably going to be on the move right if it happens man th- to me that makes it all the more interesting i want all the trades to happen what about stefan gilmore there's some talk of the patriots wanting to unload him well what do they want for him i don't know they're probably going to want they're probably they might be able to use him as part of a of course he's the last year of his deal yeah, but you might be able to trade up to get a quarterback and throw him in the deal, maybe. And I think the Dolphins are looking to trade Xavier Howard still. I still, I don't understand. Me I either. Mean, I, I guess they they don't want to pay him. But if I'm the, that's one deal. If if the Texans can survive one more year and then get Xavier Howard, I think that'd be great. Well, and or if, if they were going to do a Watson deal, you make him part of it. I, I think that makes your defense 
significantly better because you essentially fix two positions. Yeah. Because you move Roby to the two where he's better. At least he's he's a good two as opposed to being a, a pretty average one. And you get one of the best guys in the league. <laughs> Don't say he's a pretty average one. Mm-hmm. He's a well below average number I'll, one. I'll say he's below average. I don't know about well below. He actually played well when he wasn't broken, which was most of the season. Uh, all right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 925. Set your clock and grab your job. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Uh... 49 asked Travis that he in his plus 200 as the first running back pick. Is that easy money? No. Nope. I, I think uh, Harris goes first. And I, I have, that could be wrong, but I've yet to see a mock that has Etienne going before Harris. So give me your most the player you're most intrigued to see where he goes tonight. Um. Probably Jalen Waddle for me because I I am a, I'm a fan. Uh, I and don't get me wrong, I love Jamar Chase. Uh, I, I and I think I think all of these wide receivers are going to be. I shouldn't say all these wide receivers. the The wide receivers at the top are all going to be fantastic. But I I just I I love that dude. I I think he's special. I think he's he's better than he's getting. Again, Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase are very good. I don't think that Waddle is a lesser player than them. So I think whoever gets it, he'll probably be the third one taken, and I think he'll be the best value. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, I'm also interested to see uh, the Mac Jones, like where he ends up going. Because like I said, I don't think he goes third, but I think once he gets past three, suddenly he's be- he's going to become a hot commodity. And I think you're going to see teams trading up for these quarterbacks as we go. Yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued about both Jones and Justin Fields to yep. see how you know how far those guys actually slide, or if they do slide, or if teams make moves up to get uh, to get them in the top ten. And uh, the guy I'm most interested in, and I'll, I'll stick with your Alabama themes, is Patrick Sertan. Uh, I think this guy is a shutdown corner, and he's going to be a, a really good player for a long time at a position that th- those guys don't grow on trees. And you know, I've, I've seen him anywhere. From ten at ten to Dallas would be great. I think that'd be a, a terrific pickup for the Cowboys. And yeah, I also saw I've seen a lot of mocks that have no defensive players in the first ten picks. Well, I mean, we we it, this there's certainly going to be more offense than defense, but I've also seen a couple that have two. As yeah, max. Uh, I mean. I, I'd say J.C. Horn's a possibility. Patrick Sertain's a possibility. Uh, Micah, maybe, Micah Parsons, maybe? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think that might be the only two guys. Interestingly enough, Bucky Brooks has him seven to Detroit. Okay. Of course, it's Detroit. You could see them doing something like that. Yeah. 
I know they like Micah Parsons. I think if they if they want Micah Parsons, though, they would get him after trading out. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'd do if I were Detroit. There's a lot of uh, they need a lot, and trading down, pick up a couple extra picks. Maybe you probably still get him. Then I think you're good. And and, and it's funny because what the guy asking earlier about mock drafts. A lot of the times when you see a mock draft like that, I mean, he's kind of guessing they're going to trade down to get a guy like that. And if they wind up drafting him in the 12 spot instead of the 7, well, still right. I mean, I think. Hey, let's do a quick uh, Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. All right. Uh, how, old are your, how old are your kids now? Uh. 13, and Holden will be 9 on Saturday. Okay, so Holden still has a chance to match what this 12-year-old did. A 12-year-old in North Carolina had a lot of downtime during the pandemic, so he decided to take on a few extra classes in school. One year later, 12-year-old Mike Wimmer is going to graduate high school and college in the same week. Damn. He completed four years of school in one year. Two years of high school and a two-year associate's degree. He'll graduate from the Rowan Cabarrus Community College on May 21 and from Concord Academy High School on May 28, where he is valedictorian. Good for him. <laughs> that ain't my kids. Yeah, well, you know. My kids are dopes. <laughs> that one especially. There's, there's, all hope is lost for that one. Yeah, well, the, they can play baseball. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just say, I, I, I'm just maybe I'm making an assumption here. I don't think Mike Wimmer can play baseball. Maybe not. Yeah, how about that? Uh, in fact, I, yeah, I'm i just going to say he's not very sportsy. Probably not. If you're that, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Driven to be successful at school. You're not, well, you're not dating. You're not, well, he's 12. He shouldn't be dating. You're not dating. You're not playing sports. You're not smoking weed. Uh, weed, maybe. Yeah, we'd slow you Sometimes down. you can get high, and be, like some people are like some of the smartest people I know get high regularly. Why are you looking at me? Oh, well, I didn't mean to look at yeah, you. Well, for once, you looked at me when you said something, and it, and it meant something. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's your sad dog jeweler's gem of the day. The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The dog jeweler gem of the day. I'm not asking do the Texans have enough cap space to trade the massager. They do. I think it would be a June 1st designation is how they would do it because that saves money. But what are you smirking at over there? No, I'm not. I'm I'm just thinking the, the massager. Uh, yeah, I, I we need a new nickname for him. That's not bad. The grinder. The towel boy. The air humper. The thruster. Yeah. Yeah. The th- something with thrust in it. I don't know. You know what I, one of my great regrets are is not having Juggalo Trey read the transcripts of like uh, what Deshaun was doing to those women. Like, we still could have done it before you said that. He uh, he said like if my if my penis is in the way, you could just move it or whatever. Uh, we should have done that. Now what, what's to say you can't? Uh, I feel like it's like the time is, of news has uh, passed. Well, so. there's you know. There's going to be a settlement or something, and then we're, we'll we, we can go through and say, "Hey, would you have settled this?" Thing? He was like, uh, you know, like 
he was humping the air like there was a person on top of him and his hips were thrusting like he was doing it, but there was just like no one on top of him and stuff. That would have been good. Somebody says, in honor of Steve Martin, just call him the jerk. Could do that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You, you can't add the other I word to that. I honestly think the weirdest thing about the whole situation with him is that he's like trying to talk all these women into putting fingers in his butthole. Like that's weirder to me than the, than any of the other stuff. Yeah, well, which I mean, yeah. listen, that's it's a pleasure it, it, spot for some. It, men, if you're into it, fine. you're into it. That's that's. I'm your not business. here to judge, but it's just like trying to get random women to do that. Well, maybe not the best move. Mm. You want to like. If you date a woman a few times and you want to let her know, hey, I'm kind of a freak. Into that? Cool. And if she says, okay, cool, I'm down. But like, And it's one thing to jump from massage to sexual favors, but to go from massage to, hey, put a finger in my butthole, that's a bit of a stretch. Well, in in his defense, he probably has been hiring these... Women off of Instagram forever that are actual people who provide that service as part of that service. That's true. So he just happened to latch onto a few that didn't. He chose poorly. Yeah, well, it's easy to question his decision making. That's for sure. But I, I, I think they. I don't know. I. It would be really fun for me if they actually were able to get rid of his ass tonight well i i I won't cry about it certainly but i also won't if they did on on a four percent chance they get a deal done we don't have to talk about his case anymore do we i don't think so Mm. we can talk about how cool it would be to have tua here all right that's gonna wrap it up draft coverage is next how about uh you hoist one or two for aaron tonight as uh, he pulls the marathon And uh, we will be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., with a very early, very special version of the Blitz. So until then, stay sports, you bitches. SPN 97.5.